Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is Jeff Fedoten with Believe in Chiefs on the Believe Network, Kansas City's number one sports podcast network. The only place with a show for every team in KC and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? On this week's show, former Kansas City Chiefs offensive lineman Joe Valerio and I preview week three's Chiefs-Colts matchup. But first, Joe, before we get to that, I know it's been a bit, but we've got to touch on uh, Chiefs-Chargers because... Your boy, Justin Watson, is encroaching on your Chiefs touchdown record amongst Penn players. He's got his one. He's still a ways to go to four. Your record. He's got, you know, um, listen, I think he, I think he's going to get a few more targets uh, than, I, <laughs> <laughs> than I got. Um, you know, I had four targets uh, in my career. So, um, you know, that's uh, – He's definitely on the track to beat that. Um, being that that, that he, is crazy, by the way, that I forgot about that. Like, you get four and a four, batting a yeah. thousand. That's... Listen, you know, I was Chris Carter before Chris Carter was Chris <laughs> Carter. You know, I only scored touchdowns. But, um, no, but I'm really excited for the fellow Quaker. You know, I, I was contemplating singing the Penn fight song tonight <laughs> as we're recording this. But, uh, you know, I'll, I'll refrain and keep our listeners from from – you know, from hearing me uh, badger the uh, the pen fight song, but no, seriously though, we'll, we'll save really, that till really. he comes. We're we're gonna get get back on the show. We had him before. Yeah, so yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll save the, the musical and rendition for that. I'm, I'm putting the pressure on right now because you know I know his family listens to the pod, so <laughs> um, I'm gonna put the pressure on right now because we we've we've reached out to Justin to get him on and get him back. Listen, we we were the first. We were probably the first air quote media outlet to have Justin on, I would say, other than maybe that initial presser he may, he may have done mm-hmm. when they signed him. Cause he was, you know, he was the, he was the chief's first, yes. you know, yeah. free agent pickup in the off season. So we had him right on the show. Right. And uh, listen, we, we were part of the success. I, I was going to say, we were, we were there, we were there then. <laughs> so, you know, we'll, we'll, well, I'm certainly, we'll have him back on. He, he really is making an impact. And uh, it was kind of the Watson brothers show, right? right? <laughs> Jalen and Justin, what a what a game for the Watsons, uh, you know, and uh, just to, just a you know look the Chargers was was we, we were looking forward to that one right I mean after we got by the Cardinals who I think we saw even with the comeback win that they had this week I mean Kyler Murray looked pretty good in that second half, um, you know I, I still don't think that I don't think the Cardinals are maybe what we right. thought they might have been and. Um, you know the Chargers are were probably the one that we sh- you know should have circled, and I, well, our fans told us, right? Our listeners told us when we did that Twitter poll, and eighty five percent of 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 the people who responded to that poll said that the Chargers were going to give you know the Chiefs the toughest competition in the AFC West. So maybe that's coming true. I know you and I were texting about the Broncos, and you were kind of like, "Oh man, I don't know about that Super Bowl pick for the Broncos," yeah, but I'd like to have that one back. 
Yeah, and the Raiders, uh, you know, the Raiders just seem to be the Raiders again. You know, they just don't seem to have that uh, certain thing that 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 the Raiders used to have. You know, pre, you know, eighties or when Rich Gannon was at the helm. So I think I think this first eight games. I don't want to get. I'm not getting soft here, but you know, Jeff, I think this first eight games might not be turn out to be the toughest first eight games in the history of the NFL as the as the preseason predicted because of those teams winning percentages coming into the season um you know but i think this chargers team is is definitely for real um i think they're going to um i think they're i think there's something i think there's something there and um you know but some of the other games you know looking ahead not to look ahead going to pull a coach Schottenheimer there never look ahead but you know with the colts coming up the chiefs are coming off of 10 days you know, give Andy Reid ten days. Who knows what's going to happen, right? The 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 game plan he's going to put together for the Colts. Who I know you've always been high on them, Jeff. Um, and you've a couple seasons in a row, you've always kind of been pulling for that for the, for the horseshoes. Um, but but you know, I I think you know obviously the Bucks is, is going to be is going to be a game. I think Tom Brady's still got a lot of gas in the tank, and then and the Raiders looks really good. They do. And then the Raiders, uh, you know, it's a home game against the Raiders. We know how that is at night. It's going to be a night game. But, man, that Bills team, whew, holy smokes. Um, they really look good the other night, if, you know, for those who, who watched the game, and I'm sure a lot of, a lot of fans did, um, you know, watch that I game. The Bills look amazing. And speaking of bad predictions, that was one I said that they were <laughs> they were overrated. Yeah. <laughs> I like to have that one back. The Bills look, you know, I, I really think it looks like a two. It's so early; things are going to change. There's going to be injuries and stuff. Right now, though, I, I really do think it looks like a two horse race in the AFC. Maybe the NFL between the Chiefs and Bills. They kind of look like the um, two best teams, but yeah, a lot lot to be played here. And, and Joe, I know we're going to move on to the um, Colts. Uh, quickly here, but a couple of things about this big charges win. The key play was obviously we went to the Watsons. The game changing obviously was the 99 yard pick six. I mean, that, that takes it from what was going to be likely charges tucked. You know, it's a 14 point swing basically. Was that, you know, uh, give us your analysis. Was that on Herbert? Was that on, and obviously Watson made a great play to jump it. So we're not yeah. trying to discredit him. Was that on Herbert or was that on Gerald Everett for, we know he was tired and waving his hand for not coming up to the ball. Who do you how who yeah. do you attribute blame? Or, you, you know, Jeff, I know you and I were texting about that, right? Just as it happened. And I, I blame the coaches. Uh, you know, mm. I mean, I, I hate to say that, right? Because everybody I know I know there's probably a lot of people angry with Everett, right? Because they're like he was tired. Like, listen, it's he had two huge plays in a row. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you know, he's trying to, you know get down there, you know, they're in the red zone, they're at the goal line, you know, whatever. And it's, dude, you're, when you're winded like that, especially here I go again, people are going to get sick of hearing me say it. September is the new preseason, yeah. Jeff. Um, you know, these guys haven't played full games. And like it's, they, it's a short week too. He's probably still gassed from the last, you know, on a Thursday, he's probably gassed from the last Sunday. And, and I know a lot of listeners will say, ah, oh, but they're professional athletes and they should be in the bit. Listen, it's still a very physical, tough game. These guys are pouring everything they can into every play. And, uh, you know, I, 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 so again, long answer to a short question. I, I, I kind of pin it on the coaches for not either calling a timeout or making a substitution or going into the huddle and just being like, all right, look, I know we want to do the hurry up. I know we want to try to get the Chiefs on their heels, 
but let's let's do the right thing here and, and get the right guy in the right spot with the rest that he needed. And I, I think that was – I really do. I think that was on the coaches. I mean, you know, her, did Herbert put it in the best spot? I mean, he was expecting Everett to do something that he couldn't do. And I, I think it was just a comedy of errors, you know, luckily for us, luckily. And, uh, you know, it was, and it was a great uh, capitalization on, on that, on those errors. But, you know, I, I put – I put the vast majority of it on the coaches. I do, Jeff. I, I I think they should have been able to make a better coaching decision right there, and uh, you know, just just kind of forego the whole hurry up thing and just you know get the best play out on the field. And I know you want to talk about the running game, but first, Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports contests and events with first to market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball. NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in game betting, props, and futures. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, B L E A V 50, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. And Joe, they have um, they have the Chiefs as six and a half point favorites on the road. Bet online does. We'll talk about that that spread. But finishing up here on um, on the previous game, Joe, obviously a great win. The Chiefs sit atop the the division. Um, a lot to like. You have some concerns that still about the running game. Yeah, you know, Jeff. I think you know. I heard Tim Grunhard give some analysis, and 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 I think he was he was spot on. What what we're seeing out of this offensive line right now is 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 what I guess what we would call position blocking and and they're they're not getting their hips together on their zones they're not mashing the ball down the field um, they're not taking the defenders where the defenders want to go like there's this there's this concept in offensive line play where you use the player's momentum against him. So as, you know, as Clyde Edwards Alaire is coming through one of the gaps and the defensive tackle, you know, goes to to make a play on the running back, you you as an offensive lineman, you actually want to continue to take the lineman in that direction and use his own body against him, right? What I'm seeing is a lot of like position blocking and putting your butt in the hole and kind of like dictating where the running back should go. And and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, it's showing up, right? It's showing up in, in the stats a little bit. Um, you know, you know me, I, I like to look at the stats in a very, um, what I would call sterile environment, right? I like to look at the stats as like their own little thing, you know, maybe even forgetting about watching the game and then just go and look at the box score. And, you know, there's some things there to, that are kind of telling when you just look at a box score and I know box scores don't win or lose games, but for me, they tell stories, you know? And when you look at what the Chiefs and the Chargers did in that game, you know, it, it's just really, it all fell on on Patrick Mahomes' arms and, you know, and, and it fell on his shoulders. And, you know, when I look at the running game itself, without even watching the game, just looking at the box score, you know, you take out the 52-yard run for Clyde and he's down to seven carries for 22 yards. I mean, that's not, that's that's, you know, Three yards a carry. Same for Jarek McKinnon. Four yards, 12, 12 yards. Isaiah Pacheco, two yards, six or two carries, six yards, three yards a carry. You know, and, and Michael Burton actually had, you know, other than Clyde's average at 9.2, he had the highest average. He had one rush for six yards. And and like 
it's like that's not you can't you can't like dominate games with that kind of running game, right? You have to as an offensive line, we used to a group, we would get in the line in the locker room, you know, preseason as we're getting ready for camp and we would come up with our team goals. And you know, every position group had their own set of team goals and ours was always, you know, no sacks in the game and average four and a half to five yards per carry. That was our goal. That was our stretch goal. And, you know, I'm not seeing that or I didn't see that against the Chargers. And, you know, you you, got to have that, right? You got to have that coupled with this phenomenal passing game and and great playbook that the Chiefs have. You got to have that ability to just put a game away with, you know, four and a half to five yards per carry. Um, And that that just it's just it's just it's I'm I'm not panic. I'm hitting not hitting the panic button. But it's a little unnerving, right, mm-hmm. to, to not see week after week after week that kind of dominance in, in the running game to complement what they're doing. And now, granted, they don't. I know they don't have the kind of running back right now that can do that. They don't have a Derrick Henry, you know. But listen, they've got talented running backs that, you know, I, I watched the Eagles do it on Monday night, right, Even with smaller backs because their offensive line was just blocking so much differently. Um, they were – they were their double teams were solid – you know, they were um, really pushing, you know, pushing guys down the field and not dictating, uh, you know, to the backs where they, what holes they should go in by, you know, sticking their butts in the hole, as we call it. Right. Like you imagine that. Right. You're you're an offensive guard and you're blocking, you know, a defensive tackle. And then you like turn your butt and you like dictate where the back should go as opposed to driving the lineman down the field and giving the back two ways to go, mm-hmm. go off your left, go off your right. Look and side, yeah. just kind of not, just not really seeing that right now. Now, granted, look, it's early. We still got a long ways to go before this, you know, this team starts to gel and, and meld together. And, you know, I'll use that cliche one more time. September's the new preseason. So hopefully we'll see more out of that and it will complement uh, the unbelievable, you know, gameplay of Patrick Mahomes. And we're obviously uh, nitpicking here. Another thing that I, I'd like to see too is uh, in this game, you know, the short yardage really struggled. They they had trouble converting it. I almost wonder, God, Michael Burton's so good. He's he's like he's like you in a touchdown reception. Burton on short yardage, he always converts. Um, and he converted one of them, the, the one attempt he got against the Chargers. I almost, if it ain't broke, I almost just keep going for that. And then you can start doing once teams start keying on Burton, you can do some, you know, play fakes and other clever things. I don't, I almost wonder um, if they if they do that. So that, that'll be interesting to see. Um, yeah. Speaking of running game, uh, that that's what the, the Colts are known for. They have Jonathan Taylor. A lot of Chiefs fans uh, afterward, after you know, looking back, are, are are upset that the Chiefs did not draft him. They did drafted Clyde Edwards. Elair instead, but you know he was part of the reason. Joe, you, you mentioned this early in the pod that I had been I've been on the Colts bandwagon. I've been, been touting them as a dark horse, lame pun intended, Super Bowl contender. But no, even as much as I've been on that bandwagon, it's hard to hard to. I mean, they they have not looked good. Uh, in fairness to them, they have injuries to who I think is their best player, even better than Jonathan Taylor. I mean, with Shaq Leonard, he just keys that defense, and Michael Pittman, their best receiver. Alec Pierce, another receiver out. So they have been banged up, but boy, they have not looked good. Um, the, the battle line spread is six and a half. I, I do think that this is a team that, you know, this is funny. When you're talking about the schedule, it looks so daunting. This is kind of the game that I circled. This is on the road. The Chiefs 
I would lose that. Hard to say that now. That that just goes to show you how, when you look at the schedule initially and then you actually play the games, teams don't look quite as right. Matt Ryan doesn't look great. Injuries have affected them. And now, Bet Online has them by six and a half. Joe, what what do you see? I, I I'm I'm totally with I'm totally with Bet Online. I, I think the Chiefs coming out of this a uh, a double digit winner. You know, on the road, you know, they got the 10 days to get ready for this game. We yeah. know how good Andy Reid is after bye weeks. And, you know, we'll call this a, a mini bye week, so to speak. And, um, you know, just the, they just did not look good against Jacksonville. I mean, they didn't score three picks, Matty Ice. I mean, you know, local guy here to Philly. Um, but, uh, you know, just didn't look good. They just, they just, they're just not a, they're just not a complete team. There's a lot of holes and I just can't see. You know, I just can't see the Chiefs losing this game. I I just can't. I mean, this I think this is going to be. I think they're just going to go in. They're going to do their business and get out. I I you know look, are they gonna are they gonna beat them twenty four to nothing like the Jags? I don't know. I mean, you know, Colts. You know, they've got they've got good foundation, right? We know they, their line is strong. You know, they they have been able to run the ball, and if they can just, you know, maybe own the clock a little bit and try to use the running game. But, you know, hey, listen, the Chiefs the Chiefs' run defense is looking really good. Yeah, you know, that's maybe the, the st- Maybe the stoutest that it's looked. So, you know, I might flip-flop back and just say maybe they do win 24 to nothing like the Jags did, you know, and, and, and maybe they uh, – you know, maybe they just go in there and 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 go and they run rampant on, on the Colts, given that they can. You know, we're seeing a much better run defense out of the Chiefs. So, you know, I, I look. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not getting wishy washy here. But you know, I, I don't want to just go out and say the Chiefs are going to blow them out. But I, I definitely see. I see a double digit win in the Chiefs' future on the road, and you know, getting to three and zero, and you know, hopefully, knock on wood, staying healthy. You know, that's an interesting point about. The run game. That's it's like the last several years, even going back to their Super Bowl championship year. Like the run, the run game always struggled early. They kind of came together late in the season, but that's been a reoccurring issue. Except for this year, they've been good from the jump, really good. Um, the the one thing that I think part of the reason they've been so good is Willa Gay, who had an outstanding uh, game against the Chargers. Maybe his best the field. That maybe his best game, Joe. He led the team in tackles. He had a couple uh tackles lost. He had a couple uh passes defended. So you know he was what a linebacker should be in in passing lanes against the run. I, I do think that's that's a concern going forward, um, replacing him. And and in this matchup, you know, Jonathan Taylor is still a really good back. Um, you know, that if there's a game you want Willie Gay there for, it would it would be this one, just despite the Colts' struggles. Yeah, I, you know, it just makes me think a lot about depth. You know, Mm -hmm. it just makes me think about the lack of depth um, that, you know, teams have right now. And you just, you're looking at the Chiefs depth chart and, you know, just like, man, like, where have the days of old gone where, you know, you didn't have to deal with this salary cap nonsense and, you know, you didn't have to spend, you know, 80 to 90% of your team salary on 10 to 20% of the players. And you just go up and down the roster and you just see young player after young player backing everybody up. I mean, you know, just, just thinking about the chiefs defense without Willie Gay, if this thing holds and he has a four game suspension and, you know, you got Jack Cochran, you know, Elijah Lee, 
Darius Harris, you know, backing these guys up. They're they're young players. Um, All know. on cheap contract because they're so they're either really young guys like Leo Chanel is going to we're going to see a lot. Uh, Gay and Bolton still on rookie deals. One of the guys you mentioned are veterans, but on, on pretty cheap deals. You're right, Joe. You can't with the way the stars are making money. You've got to cut costs someplace, and the linebacking core is probably the the least expensive uh, part of the roster for the Chiefs. Yeah, and that's that's a that's concerning for me. I mean, you know, I mean, I I think back to to the days of of the '80s and '90s before the salary cap and collective bargaining, or be uh, we always collective bargaining agreements with the union, but before the days of you know um, free and unrestricted free agency, and you know having to put that cap on teams that you know if you played with a team who had a generous owner like you know the Hunt family and and the way that Lamar Hunt wanted to build great teams. Now there were some there were some teams out there that tried to do things on the cheap, right? They're trying to make a buck, but for the most part, you know. Most NFL teams were spending a lot of money, um, not worrying about caps and things like that, and keeping solid backups, you know, backups that played eight, nine years. Maybe they were starters for five or six or seven years, and then they kind of went off into the sunset and played two or three years as a backup, collected a nice paycheck and and moved on, um, you know, into retirement. But like you just don't see that anymore. You see all of your top players as starters, they're making, like I said, 80 to 90% of the cap money. And you're rounding your roster out with rookies, one and two year players, because the league minimums are so, so much little, so much smaller than when you get to that four and five year range, you almost like can't afford to have a backup that's making four and five year player money or more um, because you got to give it to the Patrick Mahomes of the world and to, you know, to to the to the stars and and I I think it's hurt you know it's hurt teams I mean look at the debacle that happened uh, you know with the Super Bowl loss uh you know when the Chiefs just couldn't get it together with the, with the offensive line depth you know you didn't have solid three you know eight year you didn't have three solid eight year players backing those guys up um you know and Brett Veach kind of corrected that but then we're almost oh, like we're kind of falling back into that again mm-hmm. you know um where where we're we're starting to see i mean you know right now we've got and god love him and you know how much i love nick allegretti i mean but he's backing up every guard and center you know he's backing up the center and both guards um you know and you've got jaron christian and darian Kennard who are new to the team you know darian Kennard's a rookie uh jaron christian's had you know some playing time in his five years of experience and had some starts, but, you know, did still came off of waivers. It wasn't like he was coming into the chiefs as a full-time starter. And you're like, man, like what happened there? You know, if we have two or three injuries on the O-line, you know, if we have one more linebacker goes down, think about, think about what our, you know, think about what our linebacking core would look like if God forbid, you know, somebody else goes down, you know, if, if, if Nick Bolton goes down or, or, or Leo Chanel goes right. down, then, you know, we're dealing with Jack Cochran and, and Darius Harris and Elijah Lee, who Elijah Lee's bounced around, right. Mm-hmm. Going on and off the practice squad. Um, it just, it just, you know, it, it's, it's, it's trouble. The depth always troubles me. And it's, it's, that's why you hold your breath in every game, right. And who somebody tweaks an ankle gets hurt. Like, ah, oh, who's going in for them? You know, I got, you know, I got to say t- 20 years ago, you never really worried about that, <laughs> you know. Um, it was just a different. It was a different succession plan that you had for your starters and your backups than it is today. So, it's, it's scary. You know, it's scary. Yeah, solid point there, Joe. And now a word from ButcherBox. 
Yeah, Joe, and I, I like the Chiefs in this too. Hard to see the way, hard to see them losing to a, a Colts team who's been really struggling against yeah. you know Texans and Jaguars, two teams that that really aren't uh, very good. They they are improved from last year. You know, something of a note, and, and I, I think it is more of a factoid than than anything. I they're playing playing the current um, Colts, not not ghosts from uh, years past. But the Colts are like historically good against the Chiefs. So there have always been a thorn in the side of the Chiefs. They're twenty-seven and ten all time, mm-hmm. including defeating the Chiefs at, o- at Arrowhead um, during the the Super Bowl championship season. Um, and they've been really good in the playoffs against them. They had a crazy comeback playoff game that they won forty-five to forty-four in two thousand fourteen against Andy Reid. Joe, of course, the the don't, game you played in. Don't say it, Jeff. Oh, I, I knew you were gonna... got it. I know it's uh I know it's a rough one to to swallow, but just trying to do my due diligence here. There was the no punt game that Peyton, Peyton Manning uh won against Andy Reid is just two and five against the Colts all time for a guy who's been as successful as he is. Just an intro. I'm I'm not saying that's gonna be the case, but the Colts have, have it's weird how they've had the Chiefs number. It does. You know, anytime I see them on the schedule, I'm, and I was totally joking with you about the whole that, that game in, <laughs> in, in 1995, you know, for the 95 season, um, you know, where we had, you know, home field throughout. And, you know, we were all probably it was probably even though we were physically closer to the Super Bowl in 1993 with Joe Montana that season when we went to the AFC championship, right, we're one game away. We were we were God, we were we were right there that that year was the year that I felt most mentally close to the mm-hmm. Super Bowl um, just because of the way we, we, we played other teams and, and the way we rolled through that season. You know, I, I knew we, when we got to the Super Bowl, um, you know, we'd have some tough competition because, you know, I obviously Dallas obviously ended up winning it. We lost to them on Thanksgiving that year. Um, but, you know, it just would have been awesome to get there and, and, and take that shot at the Cowboys um, again take another bite at that apple but the um you know i just felt like you know look no uh, no one no one ever was looking past the colts or or anything but you're right they just they just every time i see them on the schedule i just get a little pit in my stomach because you're right it's one of those it's one of those teams that just seems to i don't know they just seem to be able to step it up against the chiefs and and um you know so i don't you know on paper i don't see that happening this week but listen it's the nfl and you never know what can happen if we learned anything from last weekend, right? The crazy, and again, I I think I think right now the Chiefs, I you know, in the we did power rankings, I think they'd be the second best team in the head of. I mean, they're really good. They, um, they seem a level above maybe everybody else except for the for the Bills. Um, but we we saw any what happened on Sunday? Some crazy hijinks ensued. Big comebacks, big upsets. I mean, who would think that the Jets led by Joe Flacco come back like that? Uh, right. Joe. Who what's a, what's kind of a matchup to watch in this game? Um, I'd have to say, well, I think first of all, if if if, if Willie doesn't play, which it doesn't sound like he's he's going to, um, I, I think it's going to have to be how does you know how does that affect the running game and how do the Colts try to exploit that? Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, you got a veteran quarterback in there that's going to be able to audible and look at different looks. So I think I think basically, you know, what can this Colts, uh, you know, team do against a defense that's going to have a tiny little bit of a chink in its armor um, with, um, you know, with Willie Gay being out of the game. Um, you know, is that is one player enough to 
uh, tip the scales? I don't think so, but I think that's something definitely to watch for um, on the when the Colts have the ball. When the you know when the Chiefs have the ball, we got to keep our eye on that line. I, I think we've got to watch how this team can maybe use this game to you know basically maybe get it together right like maybe maybe this is the you know this is the the week that that offensive line kind of pulls it all together um you know we saw you know what the what the jags you know were able to do um you know kind of kind of pound the ball a little bit didn't didn't have a didn't have a huge day out of james robinson 64 yards and a lot of carries i mean they they were man they were you know they they were they were really the the Jags were really trying to pound the ball um, at the Colts, and um, you know I just think maybe that's probably that's what I would watch. Of course, I'm going to watch the line because I'm a line. But seriously, <laughs> I you know you know I do throw other matchups in there when when they're warranted. But I think that's the thing I would watch, and 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 also I would I would um, I, you know I I'd, I'd, I'd start to take a look and see what Eric Bieniemy and Andy can come up with to get you know back to getting more targets to a varied number of receivers that's both uh great keys to watch there um uh, i'm with you i was actually uh, uh thinking the 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 linebackers versus jonathan taylor definitely mm-hmm. a matchup to watch uh given willie gay's situation you know it's interesting joe part of the reason i was so high on the colts is that they've the last couple of years had a really good defense led by shaq Leonard, who's been battling a back injury for Forrest Buckner, they have Ngakwe. Kenny Moore is pretty good on the back end. They now have Stefan Gilmore. So I saw this defense. They clearly have a really good running game with Jonathan Taylor. I'm like, they, they've really just been a quarterback away since Andrew Luck retired. Um, I thought Matt Ryan had a lot, enough left in the tank that he'd be such an upgrade over Carson Wentz that they'd be a real threat. But he he's really struggled this year. I mean, a touchdown and four interceptions, completing just – um, 60% of his uh, passes overall. Uh, so I, I'm also interested to see that. Like, you know, this guy is a, he, he's a historically great player in the NFL. Does he, you know, his his backs against the wall, kind of the Colts backs are against the wall. They're a little bit, yeah. I'm using a lot of uh, cliches here, but kind <laughs> of a, a wounded animal. If you how, how do they come out? How does Matt Ryan come, come out? It's a proud team. Um, so I think that's going to be interesting to watch too. Yeah, I'd like to see, you know, I'd like to see what Coach Spags comes up with too yeah. some, from some from some rush packages. Right. I you know, I think everybody's waiting for this breakout game from this redefined or re-engineered defense too, mm-hmm. you know, as far as getting some more sacks, getting more pressure. And if there's a quarterback that, you know, you're going to maybe be, be able to test that out on, it's Matt Ryan because he's not he's not Kyler Murray, he's not Jalen Hurts, he's not Patrick Mahomes, you know, he's not Josh Allen anymore i mean he had his day obviously and he's a great quarterback and had a great has had a great career but he's definitely going to be a guy that they could really test out some rush packages on and try to get some pressure and see if if they can get Karloftis in a game situation to really work the pass rush and and Mm -hmm. really make make the impact that we're expecting out of him because you know he doesn't need to you, you know we you and I use that term a lot the mush rush right when you're when you're playing against a Patrick Mahomes or a Josh Allen or 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 a Kyler Murray you got to kind of rush a little more cautiously because you don't know what lane that quarterback's going to take I think they can pin their ears back a little bit and maybe get after Matt Ryan a little bit let's see what Karlaftis has um, in a, in a pure passing situation like this um, 
and see what he can do with against a guy, a quarterback who might not be as mobile as some of the other ones that, you know, they might and Justin Herbert's the same, same way. You always got to worry about what he's going to do stepping up in the pocket. So I, I hope that they just pin their ears back and really rush the quarterback the way that we've expected this team to be able to rush the quarterback, come out of this game with three, four, five sacks, you know, really hard hitting sacks would be great. Joe, that is a great point too, because in addition to Matt Ryan's lack of mobility, uh, you know, people that go that the Colts have this great line with Quent Nelson and stuff. Well, actually, though, the, on, on the edge, they've they've been struggling. They, um, you know, last year they had longtime chief, the former no, number one overall Paul, number one overall pick, Eric Fisher. He's no longer with the team, and and the edge. Uh, particularly left tackle has been a weakness. That's part of the reason for their struggles. So it'll be interesting to see if, if the Chiefs do take advantage. I think they can. Well, if you enjoy this show presented by Bet Online, please subscribe. We're available on your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.